welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. receive your word this morning the engrafted word that is able to change transform the liver we receive that word this morning we have ears that hear eyes that see and a heart that perceive you we see Jesus being revealed today in this service thank you father in Jesus precious name put your hands together for yourself and you may have your seat in God's presence John chapter 1 and verse 18. Let's start from verse 16. He said, And of his fullness <clears throat> we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came to Jesus Christ. That no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is the bosom, who is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. No one has seen God at any time. Said the only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, has declared Him, has made Him known. Jesus is our access to God. Jesus is the one that shows us the father he's the one that presents the father before us so he said if you've seen me you've seen the father if you've seen me you've seen the father hebrews tells us that many times in old that god spoke to the prophets god spoke to the people through the prophets he said but in these times he's speaking to us through his son jesus so if Jesus is not the center of your world or the center of your life and you're trying to find the father, you can't find him. You have to go through Jesus. I like Deeper Life's um, 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 caption. It says, Jesus only is our message. Jesus only is our message. And he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And the life. And the Bible says he is the wisdom of God. So we began this month by looking at the wisdom keys on how to maximize life. The wisdom key number one. It says your uniqueness is your critical success advantage. And the wisdom key number two. Nothing just happens. Be deliberate about your destination. And then wisdom key number three, your destination determines your crew. Where you're going determines the people that are going with you. You don't just go anywhere. No, it determines the people that are going with you. 
Proverbs 14 and 12. It says you can rationalize it all you want and justify the part of error you have chosen, but you will find out in the end that you took the road to destruction. You can justify it all you want. Oh, I have my reasons for being on this road. I have my reasons for being on that road. You can justify it. But if it's a wrong road, it's a wrong road. You cannot be on a wrong road for the right reason. No. It's let's do evil so that good will prevail. And then justify our evil. Like Robin Hood. Rub from the rich to pay the poor. So you are supplying to the poor, but you're a thief. So your justification for being a thief is that you're doing the good of providing for the poor. No. You cannot be on a wrong road for the right reason. And then it says, John 10, 10, that the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That's what the Amplified Translation says. Have it in abundance till it overflows. Someone say overflow. That's the life God wants for me. Say it. Say it one more time. Overflow. That's the life God wants for me. So all through the uh, remaining part of the year, we're looking at these wisdom keys that will help us maximize life all through the year. So today we start wisdom key number four. I'll give you two keys today and then next Sunday we'll conclude with two other keys. Number four, fail forward. Tell someone, fail forward. Look at another person and say, fail. But fail forward. Every one of us are afraid to fail. Nobody wants to fail. But are there some things you have failed at? Let me see some honest people who are, yeah, thank you, my sister. She's got the Holy Ghost. The rest of you ain't got no Holy Ghost. Yeah. I failed in some things. I failed in many things. But does that mean that I'm a failure? No. What most people do is that when they fail, they fall backwards. When you fail, it doesn't mean that that's the end. You fail forward. The, the slogan or the mantra of my company is forward thinking. Forward thinking. That's the mantra of my company, forward thinking. And I got inspired by that mantra because I realized that... Um, If you, how do they sing that song? If you clap, then go talk. If you no clap, then go talk. If you dance, then go talk. If you no dance, then go talk. So why don't you just do something? Because anything you do, people will talk. You will find somebody that, as you are here now, some of you will say, why is pastor wearing this black? This is not nice. Your business. If you decide that, okay, pastor ought to have worn white. Next week, if I wear white, you say, ah, see, the white is not even too white. Ha, ha, what did I 
did I do to you? So, whatever you do, people will talk. So, that has stopped people from moving forward. That to me, to do nothing, is the biggest failure. To do nothing, write it down. To do nothing is the biggest failure. To do nothing. I say, in this matter, I have chosen to stand on the fence. You can't. To do nothing is the biggest failure. Look, you cannot attempt. There's, I mean, if you want to do anything, it's only natural for people to criticize you. Am I correct? So, what you cannot attempt, you can't find victory in it. It's only the people that go to war that have a chance of victory. Am I correct? So, if you say to yourself, I don't want trouble. You've not heard. <laughs> Younger they sleep. Trouble go wake up. Waiting in the fire. I thought you guys were born again. So, you can't say that, oh, I, I would just rather be on my own. No, 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 no. Even right there where you are, trouble will come knocking. He said, trouble, I left you in my one. I moved to Woji. How did you locate my house? And you came knocking. Why is it so? It is because inside you is a victor. So trouble will be looking for who to deal with him. So what you cannot attempt, you cannot be victorious in it. You say, ah, no, me, I don't like doing business. So, ah, no, 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 no. Me, it's just career. Career. Just stay in my career. Ah, ah. Why, sister, why? Why don't you like doing business? Ah, business is just stressful. Ah, no, no, no. Just we'll do our career. We'll go to work. 30 days, they pay us. Well, okay. The Lord has called us to a career ministry. Just say the truth. Fear the cash you. Say you go fail. That's just the truth. That's the honest truth. Do you know how many businesses Kenneth Copeland is, is controlling? Or Bishop David Oyekbo? Do you know how many businesses they're complaining? Controlling? I've heard pastors say that me, I'm just in full-time ministry, no business. Say, hungry go cash you. Sometimes we are afraid to fail. So the fear of failure has stopped people from moving forward. But the truth is, if you realize that failure is not the end in itself and that you are allowed to fail forward and that each time you fail is an opportunity to move forward. It's an opportunity to move forward. Paula White in her book, Deal With It, says you cannot conquer what you cannot confront. There is no way you cannot conquer what you cannot confront. Say, Pastor, you don't understand. I've done all kinds of business and I've failed. If you really want to be a successful business person, you will still continue. 
Because in doing that, you are failing forward. But to do nothing is the biggest failure. Many of us like the whole experience of uh, billionaires and millionaires that we see online and everywhere. But many of us don't know their stories. Say, God, I want to, uh, I want to be a billionaire. Billion. You play it every day. You even put it in your, in, out of your confession. And then you now lost 30,000. Your depression level now went high. God is saying, you don't understand. For you to be a billionaire, you will lose 200 million. Are you ready for that? Some of you will say yes, but when it hits you, you will know what I'm talking about. The other day, we were looking at this guy's video, Cosmos Banduka. How much did he lose? Was it $500 million or something like that? One crazy amount. And it was not his fault. He loaned someone the money, and the guy refused to pay back. And the bank, he signed shorty for the bank, at the bank. So the bank said he had to pay. You are celebrating him today. Ah, that guy gave money. You don't understand. If he tell you his failures. He said he went back to his house. Sat, stood in his sitting room. His wife was looking at him. Then he said, I've won! I've won! I've won! And he's like, asking, what happened? What happened? And he told her the depth that he's in. This is not winning. This is bankruptcy. Boy shouted, I've won, I've won, I've won. If you've ever lost a millionaire in business, it's a sign that millions are smelling around you. If you've lost 30,000 in business, it's a sign that thousands are around you. But if you've never lost one naira for the fear of losing one naira, my brother, my sister, <laughs> it's a sign that cobble, no, not even cobble, because you've not even lost. For lack of a better word, it's a sign that now there you go to do. And that instead of singing, I want to be a millionaire, if you sing like this, we go to do. What am I singing songs today? <laughs> You'll be singing billionaire song. You'll be singing like this, we go to do. So failing is not the end. It's how you fail that matters. So do you fall flat on your back? Or you fall forward and in the process of falling forward, you move a step. You are better than the person who has not attempted anything at all. But what happens is that most people attempt things and then they stop and say, ah, I've tried this, it didn't work, I've tried that, it didn't work. The light bulb, you guys know the story. How many times did he try to make it? But he got it once. And that once that he got it, he learned how many different ways that it cannot work. But you that never attempted, don't know Jack. You don't. 
You say, ah, I, uh, what's he coming to tell us? He's not successful in any business. But he has tried 50. That person knows something that you don't know. He has tried 50. But he knows something that you don't know. You are looking for the one that works. Let me tell you. What people get out of experience is not what worked. It's what did not work. What they show you is what worked. What did not work, they did not show you. That one is their experience. That is with them. That one that did not work. But you go on Instagram, you see all oh, the glamour and the glitz. And you say, I want to be a billionaire. Shabaya. Yeah. That's great. So, but you did not know, the person will not show you how he lost one billion. He won't show you. So for the next part of the year, you fail forward. What are the three things to consider when you're failing forward? One, am I learning from what I'm not good at? We understand that it's not everything that you're good at, right? But the fact that you're not good at it I mean, the kids were having um, 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 their class on Saturday here. And then my son came to meet me. I was in the office. He came to me and said, Daddy, I don't like to draw. I said, why? He said, I'm not good at it. And I don't think I can draw well. And I said to him, practice makes what? If you want to be good at something, you... So if you never practice, you will never be... It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. So what am I not good at? Instead of saying, you know a lot of times we excuse ourselves of why we cannot do some things. They say, me, uh, me, that's just my temperament. It's a lie. You've not disciplined yourself enough. You say, me, I'm just like that too. Uh, just my me, me, I don't know how to talk. Oh. Me, I just don't know how to talk. Me, I just don't know how to talk. That's just my, I don't know how to talk. And so God just do me. That's not how God did. That's how you did yourself. I just know how to talk. Everybody know me like that. So my my I just talk my mind. Yeah, and see, no, you can't talk your mind. Yeah, and go to United Nations. No, now people in United Nations or in National Assembly don't talk. Yeah, no, no, they comport themselves. No. You can't be rolling with the high and mighty and then you will just be talking yeah. No. All the people that talk yeah are not around them. They are comported people. So you discipline yourself for where you are going. So you go through all the nine yards. If you have to fail in it. You see many a times God shields you from the top. Not because he hates you. It's because he knows that there are some things you've not dealt with. If you go there before you will fall. Kai. They won't even see you. They'll be looking for you on the ground. Wait for, wait for, wait for. They don't see you. But he's shielding you and saying, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm, he said, these things were hidden for us, not from us. Hidden for us. So at the appointed time, they will be revealed to us. So be careful when you want to go to the top. God might just be shielding you. 
Because the fall will be great. Great will be the fall of it. But when you have, see, it's not a struggle to get to the top. Discipline yourself, grow. The top will be calling for you. You won't have to struggle with it. No. If you've disciplined yourself in certain areas and finances, millions will be looking for you. You won't have to struggle. But because of certain discipline that you've not had, it can't come to you. And it's not because God hates you. No. It's his love that is shielding you from it. It's love. It's love. Shielding you from it. So what am I not good at? What should I stop doing? What should I start doing? In the process of learning how to fail forward, what should I stop doing? What should I start doing? So you learn from your mistakes. When something happens, you didn't get it right the first time. Say, okay, what should I stop doing? What should I start doing? There's always something to stop and there's always something to start. But most times, people just end at, what should I stop doing? I should stop selling Akara. No. You may stop selling Akara, but you can start selling Puff Puff. You stop something to start something. You may have stopped that business. Doesn't mean you should stop business entirely. No, there's another thing to start. There's another thing to start. To do nothing is the biggest failure. And the second one, how will I grow through this? How will this thing help me to grow? That should always be on your mind. Not what happened. No. Each time you go to explain, can you see what they did to me? Can you see what happened to me? No. We are tired of hearing what happened to you. Well, I want to hear how you are growing by what happened to you. Nobody asks them in the ocean, how ocean be? No. All they want to know is, did you bring in the fish? How ocean be is for motivational speaking. Did you bring in the fish is the next level. Because it's not going to be easy. Anyhow you want to put it, it's never going to be easy. Never. There will never be easier times till we get to heaven. Even Jesus said it. It will get dark and darker still. And gross darkness will be upon the people. But for you, there will be light. Certain things will be revealed. But not by sitting down. No, it's by attempting things. I feel that it's no problem. Sit, step back, re-strategize and move forward. Move forward. It says they. It says at the end of the day, there will be a crown of life. But the crown of life is for those that endure till the end so if you know that there is a crown of life you will keep moving forward it's because you are not sure of where you are going that's why I say ah, before I reach there I don't see anything make I just branch no if you are sure that there is a crown of life there is a glory waiting for you in front there is victory there is billions there are millions waiting for you in front you will continue it's either you stop that business and do another one but to say I will not do business again in my life or to say I will not do investment again in my life, let me tell you, you will still invest in the future. Those of you that have lost money in investment, let me just shock you. You will still invest and you will still lose. No, it's the truth. 
But it's the character of investment. That's the character. You make profit, you make losses. I read of a guy who went Steve Jobs started this company. There were three of them. The third guy there, he sold his shares for $800. At the time, they had a crisis in the company. Then Steve Jobs and the other guy, yeah, so they, they had an issue and then it was as if the feds were going to come for them and the guy, the third guy, used his house as collateral for Apple. So before, see what I'm saying? Before, this place is no go work, make I Yose. So before I jackpot, he now said, Look, you guys, I'm no longer in business with you guys. It looks like this thing is going to fail. So they asked him, Okay, do you want to sell your shares? And they sold it for $800. Did they have issues in the company? Yes. But did they overcome it? Yes. So the guy's shares in the company, they valued it today. It was billions of dollars. But he has sold it and he has gone. Will people go through things? Yes. That's the character of investment. That's the character of life. We go through things. But is there a crown of life at the end? What you should be concerned about is the crown of life. Not what you are going through. What did he see of Jesus? He said, who for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. Despised the shame. So if you can't find a joy ahead of you. You will keep looking at your failures as the end. No, they are not the end. It's just the beginning. Someone said there's a crown of life ahead for me. I will not stop. Then number three, which way forward? Notice I didn't say which way backward. Which way forward? Which way forward? That should be the strong thoughts on your mind every time. Which way forward? Which way forward? Exodus 14, from verse 15, it says, And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. It says, But you lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Question. Was it not obvious that there was no way there? It was obvious. So, when you hit a roadblock, roadblock in your business or your career or life generally, it's obvious that there is no way forward. But in the midst of that, when you hear the instructions of God, he will tell you to go forward. God never tells anybody, ah, Oh boy, find your way back. Oh, I don't know what we could do. Say, Angel, do you know? Say, Angel, say, we don't know. Jesus, you know? Say, no, no. Where Holy Spirit said, we never know where they are. No, 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 no. God doesn't do that. No. No. Why the scripture say that he makes a way in the, in the, in the desert and rivers in, uh, rivers in the desert and way in the wilderness? Why does he say that? He knows that those things are not naturally there. So it's the character of life. You will get to stops. You will get to places that appears that you can't go anymore. Say, tell the children of Israel to go forward. Say, but you receive my instruction. So when you know that Lord, it is forward always. You will know that there's an instruction to that forward. There's an instruction. 
It says, and I will indeed harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his armies and his chariots and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. When I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. When you hear God's instruction, they will take you forward. And in the bid to move forward is so that God will get glory. Whenever you read, hit a roadblock, God is asking you, can you make, give me this opportunity to show myself as God? That's what he's asking you. Can you trust me to, to show myself as God through you, through in this thing? That's what he's asking you. And so he told them, he said, when you go forward, your enemies will follow you, but while I will deal with them, then they will know that I am God. God wants to give you experiences of him. Let me tell you, if you've not experienced the hand of God frequently in your life, it means that the opportunities that God has brought your way, you've not used them well. So what are the opportunities? They are the failures. They are the roadblocks. They are the setbacks. They are the things not working. Those are the opportunities. What God wants to do is like, okay, now that this thing has happened, oh, just trust me, just trust me. There's a way forward. He asks for my instructions. Listen to my instructions. There's a way forward. That way I can prove myself God to you. But many a times, we quickly look for alternatives. The alternative for the children of Israel was to do what? Go back to Egypt. And that's what most of us do. We retrace our steps. We stop. We go back. No, but God wants us forward so you do what you can do so that God can do what he can do what only he can do you do your part you listen to his instructions and then you keep moving forward and then God will do what he can do all right the fifth wisdom key ask for help one of my daughter's favorite phrase is help me that's Isabel. Daddy, help me. She's stuck somewhere. She's trying to do something. Daddy, help me. So I began to wonder, how does she know to cry for help? <laughs> but many of us don't ask for help. We don't ask for help. But help is a requirement. For you to be able to maximize life, you need to know how to ask for help. Help does not mean that um, you, are, uh, you are irresponsible. No. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're incapable. And many times, it is pride not to ask for help. Am I talking to someone? Say, preach it, pastor. It's pride not to ask for help. No, 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 no. They're going to look me somehow. My brother, now somehow you did already. Nobody said they're going to look you. You already did somehow. You already did somehow. Say, ah, no, 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 no. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't stoop so low. Uncle, have you not realized you are low? You are already low. You are in low diba. <laughs> you are already low. Say, ah, I can't stoop so low. <laughs> Uncle, your information, you are low. We just don't want to tell you, you are low. Ask for help. 
It's not a crime. And God has strategically placed help stops on your way. He said, at this point, he will need help. And the person that God has placed to help you is waiting for you to ask. I was listening to a, a podcast by Pastor Jimmy Tewe in one of his uh, audio books I bought. He, he was with his mentor. And his mentor was telling him about the business deal that the company was bringing into, into the country. And they were going to invest about 400 million or so, thereabout. And they wanted some people to bring about 20% or so. And his mentor was also going to bring some money. And if Pastor Jimmy wanted to join, he was going to bring about 20 million. He didn't have 1 million. Where does he want to see 20 million? So his mentor was talking to him and told him about the whole deal and everything. And then he went home sad that he can't afford 20 million. Well, months passed after that. He met with his mentor again and they were talking about how the company had come in and he had invested and how much his investment is. 20 million is now 150 million that he invested. He now said, ah, sir, I would have really loved to do it all but that time but I didn't have the money. The mentor actually said, did you ask me? Kai. <sighs> Even me that I was not there, I was listening. Ah, he paid me, he shocked me. Ah, shocked me. The mentor said, if you had asked me, I would have given you. Kai! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? That is it. You did not ask. You did not ask. He said, if you had asked me, I would have given you, loaned you the 20 million. Then when your money is now 150 million, you will give me back my 20 million with a little change interest. You have to be responsible, you know. And then you will now have some millions. But he didn't ask. Say, ah, what will they think of me? Ah, we already think of you. You don't understand. We already know. So sometimes it's pride not to ask for help. God has put help stops your way. You're trying to do something. You go to someone and say, look, I need help. If you, many a times, it's because you're not genuine with your help. That's why. If you're really genuine with your help, they will see the sincerity in you. And they will help you. But many times you're not genuine. You yourself know that what you're asking for, Nabobo, you ask for help. God knows that you need help. So he has put help stops in people your way. You ask. There are many things that I've been, I've been, I was like, oh God, how am I going to do this? Almost getting me depressed. And God just said, ask for help. So I'll just call this, please, I, I need help in this area. I need help in this area. Eh, ah, ah, you didn't tell me now. Ah, I know somebody that said, eh, really? And that's all the problem. No, no need to pray. Just ask for help. See, ah, they will now think that uh, I am broke. Uncle, we know you are broke, honestly. But when you ask for help, it means you want to get out of the problem you're in. So you ask for help. John 14 says, if you love me, verse 15, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you what? Another helper. Another helper. It means that when Jesus was with them here on earth, he was what? 
a helper. He was helping their destiny. He was helping them. So he said, now that I'm leaving, I will not leave you without a help. I mean, if Jesus would make that statement, that look, I'm going home, but what I want to leave you with is a helper. It means that you need help. Tap the person beside you, say you need help. Say, as I'm looking at you like this, you need serious help. In verse 25, it says, these things I've spoken to you while being present with you. He said, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Say, I've told you these things, but there is a helper in case you forget. There is a helper in case you fail that will help you. So God knows that you will get to a point where you are stuck. So he has provided helps around you. One of the things I learned quickly is that I should ask God for help before I ask men. Many of us quickly run to men. See, let me tell you, that uncle that you asked that did not give you anything, it might just be God. Because God is the one that stirs people's hearts to give to you. The most unlikely person. Have you ever seen people that you ask for something that they did not have, but they made sure they look for how to get it to you? You think it's ordinary eye? It's not ordinary eye. Uh, it's the eye of the spirit. God has stirred it in their heart that help this person or else. And they can't sleep until they help you. So before you go to start crying to people, I have no uncle, I have no auntie. No, you don't need uncle or auntie, you need God. When God hears you and decides to help you, even the person that hates you, he said when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. So what matters is not the enemy. No, you can be my enemy, it's okay. As long as the path I'm passing and you are the enemy there and my way please God, wallahi. You will favor me. That's what happens to the Egyptians. That's what happened to them. Say, go and ask them. Go and ask them. Who are they? Go and ask them. If God cannot help you, nobody can help you. Nobody. So when you ask Him for help, He will stir the hearts of people to deliver that help to you. In 1 Kings chapter 7, it's talking about Elijah. He said, Go, I have commanded the ravens to bring food for you. When that one finished, he said, I have commanded the widow woman. Ah. So God is the one, he has help stops at different points. But you cry to him and he tells you where the help is. He tells you. He tells many times I've cried to God for something and he will say call this person call that person ask this person send this email and I found out that the help is just right there waiting waiting sometimes as I conclude some people think they really need help but the truth is, 
when the help comes, they can't identify it. You can't identify it. The help is staring you right in the face. And you say, eh, eh, this person, I don't like the person's attitude, so we're not in talking terms. <laughs> Uncle, that's your help. And you've been crying, my helper, my helper, my helper. But your helper is the one staring you in the face. You can't identify it. Why? Because we're not in talking terms. No, it's not my mate. No, we're not in talking terms. But that is your helper. So God will just stay and wait and say, okay, when you are ready. Yeah, no. That my ego is rising. No, if I, if I talk now. You say it's because I need help that I came. Yes, it's because I need help that I came. Is it not obvious? It's obvious. It's because I need the help. You will do your part. Then God will do what he can do. That you cannot do. Tap your neighbor on the shoulder. And say, bring your ego down. It is too high. Your shoulder is like this. Bring it down. Before your Akpa Jabba, do you know Akpa Jabba? <laughs> God is a faithful God. He's a loving Father. He doesn't make things difficult for us. We make things difficult for ourselves and Him. He makes things very easy. Some things like love work solve a lot of problems. Forgiveness solves a lot of problem. Hey, yeah, she's dusting her shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Take it off. Yeah. Let your back come down. Help is there. God has made it available for every one of us. Glory to God. Stand to your feet. So, what are the two wisdom keys we've learned this week? Fail forward. And what? Ask for help. Don't be ashamed to ask for help. Lift your hands to heaven. And say, Lord, in this new season, as I step, as I continue in the year, help me to recognize where I need to fail forward. Let that be your prayer. And help me to ask for help. To ask you for help. So that you can touch the hearts of men on my behalf. To get instructions from you on how to do things. How not to do things. So that at the end of the day, you will get the glory. You will get the glory. He said, my help comes from the Lord who makes the heavens and the earth. We look to you and not to man. He said, they looked to him and they were not ashamed. <laughs> you cannot be ashamed when you look to him. No matter what it is. And his countenance will be upon them. 
say they that trust me will not be put to shame. He said they that seek me early will find me. He's there. He's there. He said the heart of a king is in the hands of the Lord and like rivers of water he turns it whithersoever he wills. He wills. He wills. He wills. That's what you say to him when you go to him. Say Lord nobody can help me you always think that people can help you that's the mistake but when you go to him and say lord i'm here nobody can help me if you don't help me in this matter then i'm doomed do you want me to be doomed i don't need the help of men i need your help whoever you send to me no problem but it's your help i need when you do that he sends his help his help can come in any form it's just for you to recognize it and know that, ah, this is the help of God. Imagine if Elijah had said that, hey, how can this raven be bringing me food? Or if he had said, ah, he went to the widow woman. I said, ah, she's gathering She doesn't even have anything. See, she's gathering Ah, God, this woman does not have anything now. And you see, I should go and meet her. But that's where the help is. Unlikely people, unlikely places, unlikely things. Why? Because he's God. He's the one that wants to help you, not the widow woman. So you recognize the help of God in people. Forget about who they are, what they are. No. If God has said your help is in their hands, it's God that has put it there, not them. Not them. Lift your hands to him. Precious Jesus. Father, I speak over your people. Everywhere they need to fail forward so that you can take the glory. Let them recognize it. Anyone that needs to start again a business, an idea, a plan. Lord, I ask today, let strength come for them to start in the name of Jesus. Anywhere they have failed or stopped before and you've asked them to continue but the fear of failure has, asked, has, has made them stop. Father, I speak over them right now in the name of Jesus. I say the strength of God comes into you in the name of Jesus. You have the strength to start again. You have the strength to move forward in the name of Jesus. And Father, I ask, oh God, you said of Jesus in the words that who for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross father i pray you give them a future a picture of the future that will be so bright that no present darkness will be able to quench it Amen. let them see how bright their tomorrow is that whatever they go through they will go through with a victor's mentality in the name of jesus lord i ask anyone that needs your help in any aspect or any area of their life that today their focus turns away from people to you and as they look to you as they look to you help shows up in the name of Jesus I say financial help shows up in the name of Jesus favor help shows up in the name of Jesus wisdom help shows up in the name of Jesus you said I will not leave you without a helper. So Lord, I speak to every situation in the lives of your people. 
I command your helper to show up. 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 In the name of Jesus. That situation you thought is the final. Because you are looking to God. God will stir the hearts of men towards you in the name of Jesus. I hear that you have gone to someone before. They did not answer you. But now when you get home, you will say to God, now I look to you. All the people that have turned you down because you went to them, as you look to God, they will begin to call you. I say they will begin to call you and your help will come in the name of Jesus. I call you blessed and highly favored. I call your weak blessed, prosperous in the name of Jesus. May it be full of the supernatural of God in the name of Jesus. I declare over you that you will go into this week full of the power of God knowing who you are in Christ Jesus and victory will be yours in Jesus name. Come and celebrate Jesus. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.